Amen, amen. I don't know, I was just watching Pastor Andrew. I don't know if I need to... Is that, is that how it rolls right there? That's one of these cool as you. I don't know if I can pull it off, man. I'm going to try. Come on, isn't Pastor Andrew awesome? Thank you, my man. Give us an awesome. So excited to be in the house today. Uh, I believe uh, that just being in the presence of the Lord can radically shift our lives. And being in his presence today, come on, wasn't it good to be in the presence of the Lord? God is good. And uh, as we dive in this morning, uh, we're in a series uh, titled Your Three Greatest Gifts. Did you know that everyone has gifts? Everyone has talents? Everyone has spiritual gifts? Everyone has those things in their life. Some of them are natural. Some of them are spiritual. We talked about uh, a gift last week, the gift of time, and how each and every one of us have the exact amount of time in our lives that we, we see and have every single day, and how we spend that time can be so valuable to, to us and to others. And every area that we walk through, Every person has been given the exact same amount of time each day. We're not promised tomorrow, but we are living in today. And so we take that time as a precious gift and we we use it today. I cannot wait to share with you a message that uh, really is our second greatest gift, I think, that the Lord gives us. He gives us time. It's It's a valuable treasure. We need to invest it wisely and spend it wisely. Secondly... Today, I want to talk to you about the talents that He has given you. Now in the Bible, a talent can mean a monetary value. It could mean a a value that you have and you place uh, on something. Maybe it, it was a weight, it was a measure, it was something that was given to people. It was something that measured gold, it measured silver, it it was a weight. But there are also real talents that you and I have. We have gifts that some of us have naturally. Some develop those gifts. In every single day, you and I, we operate in, many times, our giftings. We operate in those strengths that we have, and, and we want to we kind of sh- shine a light on the strengths and kind of diminish some of our weaknesses. And the Lord says, if we would offer Him not only our time, but our talents how many of you know in the hands of our lord and savior our talents are multiplied they are multiplied multiplied exponentially in his hands we all are familiar with the parable of the talents where a rich ruler was going away on a trip and he left his wealth in the hands of his servants three servants In one servant, he gave five talents of silver. In another, he gave five talents of, of, uh, excuse me, two talents of silver. And another, just one. Some say it could have been gold, it could have been silver, it was his wealth. Many times the talents represent a monetary value. And he left his wealth in their hands, and then he went away. As you know, the first uh, servant who had five talents he went and he traded and he bartered and he took the five talents and he created another five then the next uh, servant who had two talents did much the same thing he took the talent that was given him by his master and he used those talents and he traded with them and 
he doubled his talents. The last servant, as you know, was only given one. And he was a little fearful of his master. He didn't know what, you know, he knew that he would expect a lot. So he didn't want to lose it. So he went and he buried that talent in the ground. So that at least when his master came back, he would at least have what he was given to give back to him. The story goes as the master returned. He returned and he honored the first and the second servant. He commended them. He even said to those who have been given little and been faithful with that, you will be given much. He said that to the first man who took the talents that he was given and he used those talents. He developed those talents. He doubled those talents. The second servant did the same. The third was reprimanded. How can you just... Hold on to that which was given you. You could have at least put it in the bank, he said, and and I would have at least gained the interest. Instead, I've just received this. And he cast that servant away. I think it really gives us a clear picture. When we talk about our relationship with the Lord, he's given us talents. He has placed those many times natural abilities in our lives. and, And he's calling upon us to use those natural gifts, those natural talents, in a way that will impact others. I think that many times we get a little shy about our gifts. We might even try to bury them a little bit. We're unsure of them. We don't know what to do with them. And so many times we're even unsure how to operate in those gifts and those talents. And so we might just kind of bury those deep down natural talents many times can give way the spirit gives spiritual gifts and then many times as he does that we learn and we grow in in spiritual matters and all of a sudden we are experiencing those spiritual gifts he in the same way with whether it's a a natural talent or an ability or a gift straight from god that he bestows on your life he gives those gifts to us to be used God wants to use you in an incredible way today. I believe that your greatest talent of time, uh, excuse me, your greatest gift of time and of talent in the hands of the Lord could be used so mightily. I want you to see this passage of Scripture. Together, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says, God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other. Pass on to others God's many kinds of blessings. God has given each of you special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other. Passing on to others what God has given you. After all, the Bible is very clear. In Genesis chapter 12 too, he says that you and I are blessed. Did you know why we're blessed? We are blessed to be a blessing. You and I receive blessing from the Lord so that we might be used to be a blessing to others. I believe that just as with our gifts, our talents, our abilities, God wants to use those skills in an amazing way to impact others. Very clear, the Bible tells us about various gifts. 
tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 6, he, he says that, there, that, that these gifts are given by God. There are many of them. That within the body there are many gifts to be used. And as we use those gifts and experience those gifts, they are many. They are multiplied and they're used in very different ways. Romans 12, 6 tells us that there are different gifts. They're not all the same. They're, they're different. He gives each and every one of us a, maybe a different gift that we can use, an ability that He gives us that in His hands... Listen, it's kind of like time. When we tithe our time and we give it to the Lord, God takes it and He multiplies it. Did you know when you take your talents and your abilities and you put them in the hands of the Lord, He multiplies them? He uses them mightily. And there are different gifts. Not everyone has the same gift. Not everyone can accomplish the same thing. He gives us each one. There are, are, is one body, but there are many parts. And it takes all the parts to make one body. 1 Timothy 4, 14 admonishes you and I today not to neglect the gift that God has given you. Do not neglect the gifts that He has given The word is very clear in Mark chapter 9 and verse 35. He says, anyone who wants to be first must be the servant of all. Anyone who wants to be first must be the servant of all. And Matthew 23, 11 tells us, the greatest among you is the one who serves. I don't know about you. As we live today and we're walking through life, different things are opening up. And it was a a pleasure a month ago. It was incredible uh, for restaurants to open. Come on, how many of you have enjoyed going out to eat over the last month? Anybody? Isn't it great? I want you to know that I, I love going out to eat. I love being in a restaurant probably as much as many of you do. You want to know why? It's really nice. You walk in and they seat you. And they set the table. And someone takes your order. And someone cooks your food. And someone brings your food to you at the table. And someone clears your table. And someone else washes the... Come on, that's a good, that's a good deal. Someone else wash. Oh, I, now we're getting some clapping. Oh, some moms are clapping right now. In the... All of a sudden, we understand how incredible it is when we are served. Being served is a phenomenal thing. It's a wonderful experience. As we understand that, you go to a restaurant and we go out to eat and we experience that. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. I want you to know Many times when we live this Christian life and we walk this journey with Christ, there comes a point in our relationship when the Lord calls us just from a a place of being served, He begins to call us out to a place that we set the table so somebody else can be served. 
So somebody else can hear the message. So somebody else can experience His power. How many of you know as a, as a follower of Christ, God has called each and every one of us to be a part of His kingdom, to offer our talents and our abilities so that someone else may hear. If you're in this room and you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, it's not all the time about coming to receive. Did you know that our lives can actually get out of balance when all we do is come, sit, receive, and leave? Come, sit, receive, and leave. God has called us for so much more. He says, now it's time for you to come and set the table so that somebody else might know me. But it's a lot easier just to come and be served, isn't it? Wait a minute. What are you, what are you, what are you saying? What are, you, what are you maybe even asking of us? I'm asking for this body of believers to take what the Word of the Lord has given us very clearly about the talents and the gifts that He has given us and somehow in this moment to understand how awesome it is in the hands of the Lord. I brought with me this morning a very special item uh, to help me uh, today. And uh, over here you're going to see uh, this is a, a very special uh, table. It might not look very special to you. It kind of looks kind of worn, tattered, a little battered, a little bruised, a little wonky. Can anybody see that? This is a very, very special table uh, for us, for me. Uh, though it's bruised, though it's battered, though it's got scars, some might say it's not very inviting and probably not worthy to bring a lot of people to. It's not new, it's not shiny, it's not beautiful. This table uh, is in, now, now that you all agreed with me, this table sits in our dining room. And it's very special to us. This was my grandma and grandpa's farm table. This comes from their farm uh, in central Illinois, my my dad, his twin brother, their other brother, his sister, they grew up eating meals around this table. I remember growing up week after uh, every summer, spending weeks at my grandma and grandpa's house. The, the memories that I have around this table, they are priceless. They are incredible. I remember playing on the farm all day, and then we would come back and we would gather around this very table, and we would have meals together. We would play games. We would have so much fun. It was so uh, incredible to enjoy. And as I look at this table and I see that, you might even say, wow, you know, it's, it's really beat up, it's really tattered. I, I kind of think that sometimes you and I might feel that same way too. You, you don't know all my flaws. I can't be used by the Lord. I, my talents are diminished. I, I perceive other people to have way more talent than I, so I'll just stay in the shadows. I'll just kind of hide back here. I, I won't really, I, you know, I don't know that I have much to, to give or to offer and much like this table, you might feel a little scarred. You might feel a little battered, a little bruised. I want you to know that when you set a table, one of the first things that you need uh, that really helps is a tablecloth. How many of you know a tablecloth can be a beautiful thing? And as you bring out the tablecloth and you 
put it over the table, it begins to transform that table. I want you to know that as a church, before we meet on Sunday morning, there is an incredible covering that takes place on this church. Did you know that every single Sunday, way before anyone gets here, there is a group of people who walk through this sanctuary, who walk through the children's area, who walk all throughout the balcony, who walk throughout the rooms, and they pray. Did you know that prayer is our ultimate covering? It covers us. That prayer that we, that we offer is covering everything that takes place in this building. And that covering begins to go on the table. And it, it is what every thing is built on everything that we do everything that we experience is built on the word of the lord and on prayer without prayer we are powerless and so we pray we cover every area in prayer and then once we cover every area in prayer here's what we do then it's time to set the table all of a sudden the table begins to be set And all of a sudden, the place settings begin to kind of take shape. All of a sudden, things begin to take place that are, they materialize. And all of a sudden, it begins to settle in. I want you to know here at our church, we have many who set the table every single week. They come and they arrive early. Our our ushers and our greeters, they, they meet together. They pray together. They seek the Lord. And then they go and, and they greet people with a smile at the door. Now, you might not believe me, but under that mask right now, there are many smiles. Come on, how many of you smile under your mask? How many of you have pulled it down just so someone can see? I'm smiling. I'm happy. We, we have that, that mask on for protection right now. I'm praying that soon and very soon we are going to see the king. And soon and very soon we're going to see somebody smile. And the table begins to be set. The ushers and the greeters, we have children's ministry workers, Miss Rebecca uh, leading our children and an incredible team who set the table for children's ministry. I want you to know, here at Saginaw First, the table is being set for our children. They don't just go there and, and play games and do things while we are in worship. They are worshiping the King. Did you know last week the missionary came and we prayed for him. He left, he went downstairs, he challenged kids and our children prayed for our missionary the table is being set for our children and our next generation we want them to experience all that god has for them the table is being set every single week we then understand we have those who watch over our congregation we have we have a a, a fabulous security team that that keeps everybody safe and it's a a wonderful thing we also have those who who uh, serve in in various areas throughout the building we have a tech team we have those who run sound and lights we have an incredible worship team who help set the table for you and i to experience worship every single sunday and we get to go into the presence 
presence of the Lord. There are those who you see behind me who are actually serving. They are serving right now by setting the table. Did you know every single week they set the table? There are those. Easton, uh, just is a, he's a leader among his peers. He, he leads uh, in children's ministry. Did you know that he goes down and serves in the children's ministry every single week? week. We have uh, Hannah who is helping to serve right now. and She's exploring her calling. She is a part of our missions council and our children's ministry team. She leads at her Bible college, which is North Point University. We have uh, Susan Fredette who also serves on our team in so many ways, so many facets here within uh, our congregation, within our office, within uh, the choir as our choir secretary does so many things. Jessica Jessica is a a leader as well, and she connects with those uh, people, missionaries. She's one of our missions council members, and she leads in that area. Did you know, moms and dads, when you set the table, you also set an example for those who come behind you, those who come along with you, especially your children. Jessica's daughter, Zoe, is here, and she serves as well. Did you know that you are not too young to serve. Can I get an amen? You are not too young to serve. As we serve and experience those things, I want you to know that as we worship Him and we offer our talents and our abilities to the Lord, all of a sudden some really amazing things can take place. You know, as a pastor, uh, I hear people who might come and call or want to talk and, and they'll say, man, I'm just really struggling in my walk. Today. I'm really struggling, struggling in my walk and my relationship with Jesus. And one of the first questions I'll ask them is, let me, let me ask you a quick question. Let, tell me, where are you serving? Oh, I'm, I'm really not. I'm, I'm real busy, work, life, family, all these things, and I'm, I'm not. And, and I say, let me, let me help you, and let me, let me help you understand, serving is such a vital part of a flourishing, developing relationship with Jesus. When we exercise in serving and using our gifts, something amazing begins to take place. All of a sudden, life begins to fill our hearts and our lives. All of a sudden, I, I don't find it uh, a coincidence that many times when I talk to someone who jumps on a plane, flies across the world somewhere, serves in another region, another area of the world, they come back from a missions trip and they'll say something like, that was the greatest experience of my life. That was the greatest thing I've ever been a part of because they set themselves aside and they gave of themselves for someone else. Something incredible takes place and they come back and they, they experience great things. I've got to tell you, uh, I'll just throw this in. I'm, I'm so excited that this summer... Late in August, August 22nd, we get to go and we get to serve the world again. I sure missed that last year. Aren't you glad that we get to go do that again this year? We get to serve people around the world. At Saginaw First, it's more. We're excited. Every dollar that's given to missions, that's awesome. But we want to go. We want to be His hands and feet. We want to experience and help people in a tangible way. One of the greatest things that we can experience as a church is when we get to add a chair to the table. When we get to add a chair and bring that chair to the table and all of a sudden we, we see the 
people grow or people connect or people experience Christ for the first time. And, and we begin to add chairs around the table. And like my grandma and grandpa's table, I, you know, I, there's four leaves in that thing. And it's incredible that how, how wide it goes. And then if, if we took it down, it's literally four feet wide. It's, it's incredible. It can go from this big to that big. And it's amazing when we get to stretch the table. I want to challenge you during this season. You know, we're embarking upon Easter. I, I want to say, invite everyone, but bring someone. Invite everyone you know. Invite family and friends. Let's celebrate the King together. Invite everyone. Say that with me. Invite everyone. Bring someone. Tell someone, boy, I will meet you there. I will sit with you. I would love to, for you to be my guest. If you don't have anywhere to go on Easter Sunday, in a few weeks you're going to have invite cards and things that you can take out and give to people. I think it might even be next week or the week after. We're going to have cards for you to invite. Everyone needs to know that Jesus Christ is alive. That He is risen. How awesome to add another chair to set another place setting, to experience God to the fullest, to experience who He is and all that He is, I want you to know there is a place for you. We would love for you to join one of our serve teams. We, we call them life teams because we believe to serve brings life. When you serve, it brings life to you. Easter is right around the corner. We need many hands to set the table. Wouldn't it be great to set the table for a full house on Easter Sunday? Maybe the Lord's speaking to you. Maybe He's talking to you right now. Where, where are you serving? What, what life team could you be a part of to help welcome people at the door, usher them in, be a smiling, friendly face, be a, a part of a ministry team? We need people who have a heart to serve. But it's not about our need. It's not about a church's need. I'm telling you, it's about our need. You, you and I, I have a need to serve. If I don't serve, I become stagnant. If I don't give, I become stagnant. If I don't offer my time and my talent, all of a sudden, many times, you ask someone, why are you struggling with the Lord? Where are you serving? I'm not. Well, let me tell you where to start. Dive in. It's kind of like exercising. When you exercise your muscles, they grow. When you stop, they diminish like all of mine. They're gone. Where once when you work out, all of a sudden you exercise those muscles and strength begins to fill your body. Life teams are the lifeblood of the church. They're the lifeblood of the kingdom of God as we grow in them. Is God asking you to step in and set the table, help set the table for someone else to receive? As I mentioned earlier in 1 Corinthians 12, Verse 12 through 27, he talks about this. And he talks about uh, the body being a, one body but many parts. And it takes many parts to be available. And, and I know that many of you are filling this room here today. And many of you are watching online. And the Lord may be speaking to you. It's time to help set the table. It's time to be a part of that. But how do we do that? I believe here's how we can begin to take steps to be a part and to allow God to use our talents. 
the first thing we need to do, we need to identify. You, you may want to identify your God-given talents. What are they? Search the Scripture. Pray. Talk to others. Ask others. Begin to identify those gifts. You need to grow in your God-given talent. Exercise them. And finally, of course, use them. Let them be used for the kingdom. Used to glorify Him. I want you to know Jesus set the pace in serving others. He did it at something we, similar, the, the Last Supper, that, that, that we understand and know as we're going to be talking about here in a few weeks. Of course, Jesus set the table when He set the stage and the, the disciples came in and He washed their feet. He tied His robe around them. No disciple took the initiative. Jesus, the Master, became the servant and He went down and He served His disciples. And He began to wash their feet. He began to do things a part of of that process that they were probably in that moment, no, Lord, You can't do this. He said, I must. I must do this. Many of the world want to be served. God calls us to do the opposite. He calls us not to be served. He calls us to be like His Son, Jesus Christ, that He has called us to serve. Jesus did something in this moment very unexpected. He humbled Himself. i got to believe the disciples, and I know they would never forget the moment that Jesus knelt down before them and He washed their feet. It's as if He wanted them to know and He wants us to know today, if, if you want to serve Me, you must be willing to serve others. If you want to serve me, you must be willing to serve others. Let me read to you verse 12 of John's account. In in chapter 13, verse 12, he says, When he had finished washing their feet, he he put on his clothes and returned to his place. And he asked them, Do you understand what I have done for you? Verse 13, You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so. For that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Verse 15 and verse 17. You'll see this uh, with, uh, on the screen. You'll see this. Verse 15 and 17 are key. It says this, I have set you an example that you should now do as I have done for you. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. It's an attitude that we hold dear here at Saginaw First. We've talked about it many times. It's an others first, me last kind of a mentality. It's an attitude that says, I am here, not for me. I am here that others might receive Christ. Others might hear the gospel. Others might be blessed. And somehow, Lord, would you use me? That somehow we would all adopt that in these next few weeks, months, and years ahead. That we would be a church filled with people who have an attitude that say, it's not about me. Others first. Let them receive. Let them know. Let them have the best seat in the house. Let them have the best parking lot. Let them have whatever it might be. Lord, let us be an others first, me last. Type of a church serving others is an ability to find a place to invest our talents with the Lord. It's kind of saying this, I'm not just going to put others first, I'm going to intentionally 
put me last. I'm going to follow the command of Jesus. I'm going to lead by serving. Serving. Loving. God will use that in a miraculous way to build his kingdom today. I simply want to invite you to change the world with your love and your compassion and your talents and your gifts. Would you today offer those into the hands of our Lord and Savior and say, Lord, where can I serve? Lord, how can I be a part of building your kingdom? How can I be a part of building your local church that reaches around the world and sends missionaries and is a part of being even missionaries, hands and feet around the world? I want you to know serving is not an event. It's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. It's an action step that you and I can take today to say, Lord, here I am. Send me. How can I be served? Find a need and fill it. Find a need and fill it. One of the greatest teachings of, uh, that we experience in the New Testament is don't just go one mile, right? Carry it a second mile. To be an extra miler. To go the extra mile. To help someone. To meet someone. To look at someone and, and give them a smile and to show them the love of the Lord. In closing, I want to read to you this very, very powerful passage. I've shared it many times, and I bring it back today because it's so meaningful in this type of a setting for you and I to experience. Our greatest gift is our time and our talent. Those things offered in the Lord's hands. Listen to Isaiah 58, verse 10. Worship team, would you please come? He says this, If you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. If you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will will become like the noonday. I think that each and every one of us in this room, each and every one of us watching online, we really need to ask ourselves this question. What talent am I giving back to the Lord? What talent am I putting back into His hands? And, and I know that that can be many things. It can be serving in the community. It can be serving in the church. It can be serving in the kingdom. It can be, there's so many avenues, but all I know is each and every one of us need to make sure, Lord, where am I serving You? I, I don't want to be one that just comes, sits, receives, and leaves. I want to be someone who comes, pours into, and begins to see that blessing take a hold in our hearts and in our lives, and it just begins to explode inside of us that makes us a unique body that makes us a unique church when we follow the commands of the lord and we serve others first come on others first god is good maybe you're here today or you're watching online Say, man, I don't, I've, I've got talents, abilities, all of those things. And maybe you're here today and you've never really offered your heart and your life, your talents back into the Lord's hand because you really aren't even maybe in this moment following Jesus. I want to talk to you right now, if I may, for just a quick second. 
There is no greater choice that you can make than today to offer your life, your talents, your gifts back to the master, the one who created you, the one who gave you life. Today is the day to give him those things in Jesus' name. Would you all across this room, would you stand to your feet with me? I'm going to invite you to do something with me. In just this moment, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? As you're standing there and we're here wrapping up in these last few moments, maybe you're here and you say, Pastor Kurt, that's me. Maybe you're online watching and you say, man, that's, that's me. Today I need to give my heart, my life to Jesus. I want to offer my talents back to him. I've been living my own life. I've been doing my own thing. I've been following the only thing that I know. And I, today I realize I need to give it back to him. No one looking around. If that's you, would you just simply do something for me? You say, Pastor Kurt, when you pray, would you pray for me? I want to give my talents. I want to give my life. I want to give my heart to Jesus today. Maybe you've known him. Maybe you've been running from him and he's calling you back to him. He's calling you back to a life that lives for him. If that's you in this room right now, would you just slip your hand up right where you're at? No one looking around. I just want to make, uh, see if that's you today. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You're watching online. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can put your hands down. Yes, in the balcony. I want you to know, yes, sir, right over here, God has a plan for your life. He has a calling and a gifting. And I, I appreciate the, the, the moment that we have right here today to offer those things back to him. And so we're going to do that today as a body. Many of you in this room already know the Lord. For those of you who are saying, I need to commit that back, these two, I just want to say, there is no greater choice than that right now. Church, can we just give the Lord praise for these two hearts right now in Jesus' name. And maybe there are many more watching online. All you have to do in this moment as we pray is offer your heart to Jesus. He will meet you right now where you are. I'm going to ask everyone in the room all across this place, would you just put your hands just like this, ready to receive, ready to offer. We're offering our gifts. We're offering our talents. We're offering those things that we have. Maybe we're even saying, Lord, help me. Help me because I, I, I maybe even don't see my gifts. I don't see my talents. But Lord, I'm, I'm going to offer what little I think I have. Lord, I'm going to offer that to you and I'm going to ask God to take these gifts to use them mightily, to impact my life, but also to impact others. And if you raise your hand and you are watching online while we pray this prayer, all you have to do is ask Jesus to come and he will come into your heart and into your life as we pray, as we close this service in this word of prayer. Come on, let's offer it right now to him. Father, we come to you, Lord, with our hands raised to you. Lord, we offer this to you. God, we are so, so thankful for the gifts and the abilities and your calling on our lives. We thank you for your hand upon this body. Lord, we thank you for each and every person who has walked in through these 
these doors are tuned in online right now and they're listening to this message, God, I pray as we offer our gifts, as we offer our talents, Lord, we ask you to multiply them. We ask you to use them. We pray that you will open doors in our communities, that you will open doors in our neighborhood, that you will open doors within our church family. God, I pray that you would do something awesome in our midst. Father, for those who are giving their life to you right now, Lord, your word said all we have to do, one breath, all we have to do is say, come, Lord Jesus, and you will come in like a flood. I pray, Lord, that you will touch their hearts, that you will impact them in a mighty, mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, come on, and everyone said, Come on, Jesus is here. He is good. He is reaching. He is touching. Lord, help us to be your hands today. I want you to know that if you would like to join one of our serve teams, we call them life teams because serving brings life. In front of you is a connect card. Would you let us know about it? Or you can text serve first at that number and we would love to connect with you we want to give you avenues and opportunities to serve one more time let's give the lord praise can we do that amen amen what a great word this morning church come on is anybody encouraged to use your talents for the lord and i just pray that we would all take that challenge this week what what talents do we have that we're giving back to God. What can we do to use our ability, the things he's given us to serve and to set the table for others? Amen, church. Amen. If you made that decision again to follow Christ this morning, uh, we would love to just connect with you, uh, to share with you, to talk with you, to pray with you, to encourage you. You'll see on, at the screen behind me, go ahead and take those steps so we're able uh, to pray with you and encourage you this morning. Um, a couple of different things too. Again, we, Pastor Kurt talked about the connect card. Um, go ahead and take that if you filled that out. We have at our welcome desk right outside of these doors. Uh, we'll have a gift for you and we'd love to say hello to you and to welcome you uh, to the church family. And then, of course, uh, Easter Sunday, as we've been talking about, is coming up. And we're going to invite who? Invite everybody and bring who? Bring somebody. Be encouraged, church. Be blessed. We love you. Have an awesome week.